Hey guys, welcome back to the Horse Truck Podcast. We are a Halloween Horror Nights podcast. My name is Miller, and with me is my co-host Jacob. Say hello to the people, Jacob. Hey everyone. So today we are moving on with our uh, HHN tier list series. We're actually moving on to 28, which took place in 2018 at Orlando, Universal Studios Orlando. Um, this was a very, very big year for the event. I feel like this is where the event kind of is kind of, I, I don't want to say it hit its peak, but this is kind of, I think, I want to say like a big climax of its popularity, yeah. mainly due to the uh, the Stranger Things IP finally coming to the event in this year of 2018. Um, and I, I can't wait to get started on this tier list because this honestly was just a great year from the houses to the scare zones. The overall like event itself was an awesome year. Yeah. Um, but I mean the the and like I said, there's really no news. Uh, we covered last week the uh, the announcement of a uh, Universal Monsters coming to back to the event at 31. And since then, there's really been no news. So we just were chugging on with our uh, tier list series, and uh, <laughs> I, I'm really excited to get started with this one. Yeah, me too. So this year, we uh, kind of added on another house. We went from 9 from last year, and they've kind of upped it again to 10 this year. Yeah, this was the first year where they did 10 houses. Um, in previous years, in the last few, we've done 9. So one extra house to add to the list. <laughs> Going to the event, it was great. I feel like adding another house was awesome. Yeah. Um, Just one more house to enjoy. <laughs> I haven't really even heard too many people complain of adding another house unless you're a person that's like trying to only go in one night and you don't have express or rip yeah um or you're not staying or you don't do stay and scream but uh yeah i mean i thought it was a great addition this year and this is the year for me where i really felt that they were uh they were leaning into more of that like 80s kind of culture cult culture of like movies and like the the neon and the uh just the aesthetics of the 80s being kind of like popularized again and i think that's mainly due to stranger things coming to the event which is of course the marquee ip of this year Mm -hmm. uh they they announced this one i I believe it was back in april was the first announcement of 2018 is when we got this announcement that that was the first ip announced for the uh, event and what a way to kind of (laughs) like introduce or like to introduce this event than with stranger things which at the time was just like major like there had been i believe two seasons i believe season three was on the way at that point i believe season three was coming out the summer uh, after this house was uh released and then, um, no, 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 no. This was the year, um, after two, season two. Yeah. And three was coming the next year, because the next year is when we got, uh, season two and three as a house. Yeah. At 29. So I think people were kind of waiting and anticipating this one to come in, because it did take them a little while to get it. Yeah, this was, but Stranger Things at this point was still kind of at, like, its peak. Oh, yeah. Like, people, people loved, um, the series on Netflix. Of course, it's one of the most streamed series on Netflix. And as we sit here today in uh, May of 2022, in just a couple of days, we're getting uh, season four, volume one, yeah. which is I'm very I'm really <laughs> excited for. I love the series. It's it's actually one of my favorite like live action series in recent memory. Yeah. Um, I think it's just really great. I love the 80s culture of it, much like this year of the event. Um, I think it kind of like popular. I, I think it's one of the key um, pieces of media that's kind of like repopularized that 80s interest for a lot of people. Mm-hmm. And um, it, it just, I remember people when it first came out were just loving that kind of like 80s mystery and drama and horror, how it just combined like all of these aspects into one show. Right. And um, I just think uh, Universal saw that popularity and they were like, Netflix, we want to bring this to the event. Um, we're always known to bring these big IP television shows to the event. We did it with Walking Dead. We did it with American Horror Story in years past. But now we want to bring y'all to the event. 
And of course, this was the first year of the Netflix deal between Universal and um, Netflix yep. to bring their television shows to the event. And of course, we've seen this all the way up to last year when they had Hill House at uh, 30. So as you can see, like Netflix and Universal, up till last year, we don't we don't know what the future holds for 31, of course. We've mentioned our spec video. But uh, Universal and Netflix, they mesh really well. Um, of course, they. I think they see the the success upon one, uh, one another. Like Universal is going to do right by Netflix's properties, mm -hmm. and so yeah, that was the first really big IP announcement with Stranger Things for this year, and it was only covering season one. And then as we moved on the event, of course, we got more and more announcements about um, some other IPs, namely stuff um, around that '80s time period. So you had Halloween Four and Poltergeist, which yeah. are Poltergeist for sure is a big cult big classic. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. Poltergeist is a big cult classic. Of course, anytime you bring Michael Myers to the event, it's it's gonna put some uh, sell some tickets. Yeah. And along with that, we also got a lot. Like, I mean, a lot of really cool IP houses this year that were just announced and just piqued some interest in the event for some like diehard fans of the event like us. Yeah. But yeah, and there was also some great scare zones and I don't know. This is this was just a really really cool event, and I think this is really where the event is kind of started to find I, I don't want to say find its groove because it's been going on for so long but i think this was kind of a new era for the event in a way where it's basing it around kind of that 80s counterculture and right. i say i think we still get that influence to this day even going into 31 this year oh yeah um and that'll hold true if we do end up getting stranger things four <laughs> at this year's event which we don't know yet but we'll see right. But yeah, so we just wanted to go through each of these houses. This was a great year for houses, much like every year. Universal always does a great job with their houses. Um, this is a great year, I have to think, for both IPs and original houses. I think they did a great year, a uh, great job this year balancing kind of the two. Of course, this year we had a mix. Um, we had, I believe, four, yeah, five, sorry, five um, yeah. IP houses, and then we had five originals. So right down the middle, 50-50 split on yeah. the houses. Um, and I think that's just a great way to do it while bringing people into the event with the IPs and then keeping those diehard fans with the uh, originals and those who just love how much Universal Creative puts into some of these original houses. So yeah, let's, uh, Jacob, do you want to just jump right into this tier list? Yeah, uh, we'll go ahead and jump in. We got 10 houses to do, so we'll just go ahead and go ahead and get started. All right, so the first house we have is Trick or Treat, which is obviously based on the classic war film from 2007. And this one was located in the Parade Warehouse. And the year prior, it was also a scare zone in HHN 27. Yeah, of course, this was the uh, scare zone that was located in Central Park the year prior. Yeah. And it was, I, I believe it did, did it, I believe it won Street of the Year. I could be wrong, unless Dead Man's Wharf was the same year. I can't remember if Dead Man's Wharf was 27. I'm not sure about that. I don't know if it won um, Scare Zone of the Year or not. I just know a lot of people loved it as a scare zone. They, they, I know they included a lot of the like famous scare actors and characters from the film, and they also had like a bunch of different scenes uh, shown from the movie alongside the uh, the edges of that Central Park scare zone. Yeah, and so I remember when people uh, when they saw this brought to the event, a lot of people were skeptical in a way, mm -hmm. um, just because they've seen some of this before and it did so well in a scare zone. But I know a lot of people, like us included, are fans of the movie. Yeah. So it was it was pretty cool to see them bringing it to a house. I think it I think it was a good uh, good place putting it in the parade building over there. Oh yeah. This is uh, another one of those big cult classic movies, like just like Krampus. It's actually by the same people who did Krampus in the years past event. I believe it was twenty six that we talked about Krampus first coming to the event. Mm -hmm. And so this one fit right in. It kind of encapsulates like everything that Halloween's about. You have your 
your werewolves, you have your like uh, ghosts, you have you know just like trick or treaters. Like it just it kind of encapsulates like what this event and what this uh, like holiday is about. Yeah, pumpkins and, um, and things like that. Yeah, yeah, a lot of that stuff. So um, I just I remember uh, actually this coincidentally this is the first one on our list and this was the first house that we went through this year. Yeah, I, um, I believe so. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I, I actually thought it was a pretty decent house. I, I, of course, there's, I believe there's better IPs that have been done out there. Mm-hmm. Um, I just, I have, and I love the movie. Um, I have a lot of favorite like IP houses out there, and I, I would say this is a really good and serviceable IP, mm-hmm. but it's, it's not my favorite. Um, it has a lot of good moments. Like I enjoy the moment, um, with the bus scene in the fog at the end. I thought right. that was a really cool scene that they fit that in the parade building. Of also the scene with um seeing Sam at the beginning of the house and he's already um I forget the old man's name but he's already like fighting with the old man at the beginning of the house right. which if you haven't seen the movie it takes place at the end of the movie Mr. Kriegs um yeah Mr. Kriegs yeah and um that that of course takes place at the end of the movie but instead they throw it at the beginning of the house just to kind of get you right. invested in the house and uh, of course you get to see all the uh, the werewolf girls and stuff like that which was another really cool scene in uh, in the forest with the bonfire and everything yeah. And I think it was a very, like, I think it was a pretty serviceable house to the IP. They included kind of, like, the hits of the movie, and it was in really no particular order. But um, the costumes were great. A lot of the same set pieces, I think, were used from the uh, from the Scare Zone the year before. Yeah. Which, of course, you're going to do. It saves a little bit of money, and a lot of those props were already, like, expertly, like, crafted mm-hmm. yeah. in a way. So um, I, I, I thought it was a pretty good IP. I, I don't think, I, I will say it's not my favorite IP. But it's not my least favorite IP, and I it's definitely not my favorite house in the parade building, but it's not the worst. Sure. It's it's kind of one of those like middle-of-the-road houses, and for that reason, it's, it's at a B for me. Yeah, I, I, I see where you're coming from. Like I feel the same way. I, I did like the house, but uh, again, it wasn't one of my favorite IP houses. Um, some of the things I liked about it... Uh, do you remember uh, the Charlie puking scene where he's on the front steps and just throwing that was, up? That was, yeah, <laughs> I do remember that. That was actually a scene they did in the scare zone. That's what I'm saying. It was yeah. very reminiscent of the scare zone in some places. And yeah, and you and you touched on the uh, school bus scenes. I I thought it was pretty cool that they uh, put a full size bus in there. Yeah, and uh, for then, sure. And then you walk around the corner, and then it's like sinking into the lake or whatever. Yeah, they made it feel like it was actually like sinking into the ravine. It was really yeah. cool. And then uh, another another thing that I remember is the uh, the giant werewolf the werewolf puppets. You remember those? Yeah, they were very reminiscent of the uh, werewolf in London, American Werewolf in London right, puppets yeah. that they had at twenty five. Um, and I believe we got some of these same kind of puppets in another house this year, which we'll touch on. Oh yeah, this, just a little they bit. use a lot of puppets in the houses this year. Yeah, uh, it seems like anytime they're gonna they do like a werewolf or anything like that, they use a puppet. Yeah, and I think I think this was a great place to use that, right. especially in that wood scene and the dark kind of uh, trees and everything in the woods and the bushes and everything was really cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like I said, like I still like this house and it still had some of its flaws. I think one of the biggest things for me is what I feel like is there wasn't a lot of scare actors. It felt like it felt like there's a lot of animatronics and puppets and things like that. Yeah. It was a lot of like still like props and stuff like yeah. that, which of course they were using from the scare zone. So mm-hmm. A lot of them were us. Uh, so they made a few new things. Um, I don't want to say it was just all the scare zone, but I do agree with you. There was a lot of dead spots in the house. Yeah. Uh, and when the scare actors were there, they were really, really cool. Oh yeah. But uh, I just, I just felt like there wasn't enough and it was a lot of dead space. It was more just like an atmospheric thing, yeah. which can work in some houses. But with this, I feel like you got to have those, 
those scares in the house more often and more frequent. Right. But anyways, uh, with all that out of the way, um, I still I have this as a B on my list as well. Yeah, it, it's it's actually like if I was putting this on a list, it's probably like in the middle of the road, like right at the middle. Yeah, of like all the houses. I enjoyed it and I didn't hate it. Yeah, I'm not going to say I like disliked it, but I'm not going to say it was like one of my favorites of the year. Yeah, it was still scary. It was still fun to go through. So B tier it is. What, what you got for the next house, Jacob? Okay, so the next house we're going to go over to Dead Exposure, Patient Zero. Uh, yeah, so this this was a really cool house. Um, where Where's this located? Wasn't it one of the tents? Yeah, so this was in the sprung tent one. So yeah, this being a sprung tent house, I think I think it really uh, benefited it well. Yeah. Um, just because it's one of those houses where this is the literally the whole like synopsis of the house is it being dark, like just insanely yeah. dark. Um, because the story of the house goes, of course, dead exposure was a a, a property or an original property that Universal created years prior. Mm-hmm. Uh, did, what was what was that year, Jacob? You were mentioning it to me the other day. Yeah. So they had the uh, the first dead exposure house was in 2008 right and it also played off that kind of like zombie outbreak virus kind of thing going on which crazy enough uh looking back this is 2018 two years later this uh i don't think this house could work anymore uh maybe not i don't know it probably could but yeah i who knows um (laughs) it didn't really age too well i just say that yeah yeah that's a good way to put it it didn't really age too well um but regardless uh like the whole thing, the whole point of it is it's kind of taking you into this, um, it was kind of taking place in the catacombs of Paris. Right. And you were kind of trying to sneak through Paris, uh, trying to get, um, through Paris to get to safety, um, as you take a vaccine. So the way they, they take it to you is as you walk into the house, you get it with like a spray vaccine. Mm-hmm. And um, it, they say the side effect of it is you're going to be blind or you're going to be like lose a lot of your vision. Yeah. And so that plays into the house because they made Universal made the house like insanely dark. Right. So the whole like the whole um, gimmick of the house is it just being dark and you're trying to like. So there's a lot of like strobes in the house, a lot of black light, mm-hmm. like a lot of dark sections where the only thing you could see is like the um, the cast member kind of directing you through the house in front of you. Yeah. Um, and I, I think it I think it's an interesting concept because for years prior we had a lot of zombie houses. Like of course we had all the Walking Deads and we had Ash vs. Evil Dead and stuff like that yeah. that, that kind of tie into that kind of zombie like culture. But this kind of takes it more to like a uh, like an outbreak like virus kind of uh side of things. Like we said, it didn't age too well, but <laughs> it's a different dynamic on how you're gonna do the zombie aspect. And um why why I do like that they kind of tried to uh incorporate like modern paris and going through the subways and going through the catacombs of paris and all that kind of stuff they didn't you can't really build in the atmosphere of it when it's dark like sure yeah and and to its benefit as like as a scary house i think it works being dark because it kind of feeds into that fear of the unknown and fear of not knowing what's ahead of you right and um which is which is awesome on one aspect of it but on the other aspect i feel like you don't get like all these beautiful sets which a lot of people a lot of horror nights fans love to see right and um to that point i mean i just i i enjoyed the house i thought it was a pretty it had some really great scares i especially like like i mentioned before i loved walking through the subway scene there's some great scares yeah. in that room that you don't see what's in front of you so then you'll just see people erupt from like the seats on the subway and stuff like that yeah but I mean, besides that, like it, it's another one of those middle of the road houses. I didn't hate it. I didn't love it. And um, I think it's a very creative way to do zombies. But uh, 
I just I just think I love those houses where they just feed into the uh, the set design and just these like flashy sets and this isn't the house for it but for a good reason it's mm -hmm. not to its fault yeah um but for that just because my personal preference I had to put it kind of middle of the road at a B yeah I see where you're coming from um you also you mentioned the subway scene I was actually going to mention that too uh, I think that was probably my favorite part of the house you uh when you walk in, it kind of feels like the car swing. And then uh, they use this, like, I guess, like a mirror effect where in the back of it, it seemed like there's like dozens of zombies. And then they had that one yeah. director right there to get you. But yeah, I think, uh, but I think what really kind of downgraded this house for me was that use of the black light paint and things like that. Yeah, that, that was, that was a little uh, off putting. I know we've talked about in like the 3d houses and stuff, which this is nowhere near as bad as like messing with your vision and your mind as the 3d houses are. Yeah. But, um, the black light stuff was just kind of like, it can be very irritable to the eyes, especially when you have like strobe lights going off everywhere. That was another thing that kind of bothered me in the house. And like I said, I understand why they do it, but it's just not my kind of cup of tea having like strobe lights go off everywhere. Yeah. It's not mine either. Um, I just feel like to me, the black light paint and things like that aren't very visually scary to me. So I don't know. But I know there's a lot of people who really love the Dead Exposure house from 2008. Uh -huh. And I feel like this is still a pretty good house. It's still scary. And I also have it as a B on my list as well. Yeah. I, and, and to your credit, I know a lot of people still do really enjoy this house just because it fits into that like Dead Exposure kind of original mm -hmm. like lore and everything. Yeah. Um, and I know a lot of people, another thing I remember from the house that I think a lot of people took away that like enjoyed this house was all the kind of like mumpy, monkey puppets and everything in the cages at the beginning of the house. Yeah. Uh, just for me personally, like you mentioned, I'm not a big fan of like strobe lights and black lights and just kind of like set design based around like black light. Yeah. Um, I love, I love those vibrant sets. Like I love those ghost towns or, um, and just those houses where from the jump you just see like these flashy uh, facades and you, as you walk through it and you just see all these like flashy sets and that's, and then the scare actors like kind of compliment that those, that's, those are my favorite houses, but I know a lot of people enjoy these like dark, um, creepy houses that just play up the scares. And, uh, and to your credit, like that could be like a scare, that could be like a scarecrow as well. But, um, I feel like scarecrow didn't have like the black light and the too many like strobes as, as this yeah. one did. Yeah. Um, plus the, the freaking, um, the costumes in Scarecrow were fantastic as well, <laughs> yeah. but like we said, like we said in the past uh, last episode, we could talk about Scarezone for, or Scarecrow forever. Right. So, yeah, I just love that house a lot. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, that being said, we both have it kind of middle of the road. Um, mm -hmm. We didn't hate it, but it wasn't our favorite of the year. So uh, that being said, what's what's the next house, Jacob? Uh, so the next house on our list is uh, Slaughter Cinema, and this one was located in Sprung Tent Two, which is that one over closer to Men in Black. Yeah, so this is like, um, it's not it's not the Men in Black tent, but this is the Sprung mm -hmm. tent that's closest to Men in Black. Yeah, like warehouses like Texas Chainsaw have been previously. Yeah, closer to the bathroom side. Yeah, close to the bathroom side. That's a good way to put it. This house, oh my goodness, where do I get started with this house? <laughs> this house is fantastic. I think this house is incredible. Yeah, and I know a lot of people in the Horror Nights community feel the same way. Mm -hmm. Um, a lot of just the, a lot of clashing of just original ideas in this house and it works it works so well yeah this this house so the whole the whole kind of gist of this house feeding into that like 80s aesthetic of the year as a whole um the whole the whole point of this house is you're going to one of those like drive-in movie theaters and they're playing all these like b like lower uh grossing horror movies that you would see like 
yeah grouped together like double features and stuff like that yeah um, so they were uh so there were 10 multiple b movie horror type films in this house yeah and there was there was definitely some like they were all like really like creative oh yeah and like really interesting but there were some in there that just stuck out more than others and universal loves this like loves this creation so much that um even even as we mentioned in the last week's episode when we talked about uh the universal monsters house coming back Mm -hmm. in the in the like commercial or the announcement video for that there was literally posters from some of these properties on the wall of the theater in that uh video and it just shows like how much universal does love this this house and how much thought the creative put into making all these different like b movie just sections that could just span like one or two rooms and how much they care about it yeah um, and um one more thing to add you can also find all if not all of them uh all the posters for each of these movies in the uh, in the hhn icons captured house from halloween horror nights 30 oh yeah that is true i i, I didn't forget about that was that in the yeah. uh usher scene it, it was yeah that's what I thought. That's what I thought. I, I vaguely remember seeing some of them. So yeah, they love like since this year, they have loved to throw like little um, Easter eggs from these different like different B movies out, um, just showing how much they like love these ideas, how creative they are, and they are very creative. Um, I also remember this year for every single one of these houses, or at least most of them, if I stand corrected, Universal did a thing where they would like print your own custom shirts for you. Mm-hmm. And I remember in the uh, tribute store for this year, you could print like any one of the posters for any one of these houses on a shirt. Yeah. Or at least the most of them, if I'm, if I stand corrected. Yeah. Yeah. But um, I, like I said, I love this house. I love those houses where if they do it right, like we've mentioned some of the Blumhouse houses and the compilation houses mm-hmm. and how to do it right and how to do it wrong. This is, I think a way to do it right. It doesn't like, it's in a way where you can hit like your scares the right way yeah. and do it all in like the space of like one room. Yeah. Like, um, and that, like that being said, um, this is the right way to do a compilation house in my opinion. Yeah. So like, um, even with their transitions between different B movies and stuff, it was, it seemed almost seamless. Like it just merged it was, together. Well, it was very seamless. It would be like a small hallway between each scene where you'd see the movie poster and you'd hear like an announcer, like announcing what the movie yeah. was. Kind of like he was just like announcing like the next movie, like if you're to watch it in the drive-in. Yeah, 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 very true. And um, and that that being said, it was like you had one room to work for each one of these houses, mm-hmm. and I feel like each one of them like worked instead of like that one wasn't bigger than the other. So like, let's say like Cold to the Beast Baby is one of the big ones I remember. Yeah, that one didn't get like two rooms; it got a single room, and it it didn't feel like improportionate for each of the different uh right like movies that mm-hmm. were being displayed. Um, but yeah, some, some of my favorite ones in this, of course, I love pumpkin guts. I thought that one was really <laughs> cool Seeing, I think this one is the one that had a bunch of the, uh, like pumpkin monsters in it. Yeah. And we also got to see, um, <laughs> we got to see, I think it was like human heads that were carved as pumpkins on the wall. That's why I remember really well. Shitty's kids was another one. <laughs> um, yeah. This one was really cool because it looks just like kind of like a uh, like an arcade or almost like a pizza place, yeah. like a Chucky, a Chuck a Chuck cheese, cheese kind of type. And place, um, yeah. I just remember there was like like demented uh, kids like running around in like party hats and stuff like that. <laughs> and um, of course, like I said, Cult of the Beast Baby was another one. And um, there was a bunch of like cult members <laughs> around like a crib with like a baby in it. Yeah. 
And the other one, I re- there was a, a couple other ones. Uh, barber shop was one. Oh yeah, that one they was had, fun. Like, where they had the uh, demented barber, I remember mm-hmm. that one very yeah. well. And, and midnight just... snack was the other one. Yeah, midnight snack, and then I think the one that I liked the most was attack of the swamp yeti. Yeah, that was the way you leave the house. I remember it was a very big, like, um, very big, like, scare actor coming at you. Yeah, so that they, was really cool. They used uh, a lot of yetis in that part of the section. Yeah, they were kind of leading into uh, the next year with <laughs> uh, Terry Yeti. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, this this house is really good. Like we mentioned, like a good handful of those different like B movies that were displayed. They like I just I can remember a lot of those rooms like really well. Oh yeah, like, just like picture a lot of those rooms because I believe even though like I mentioned, even though each of those rooms only had like one room for it, I feel like they made an impression with the space they had, and I think that's just kind of like the beauty of this house. Yeah, and just how can how campy and how it has comedic aspects, but also some really good scares in it. And then also speaking of uh, puppets from earlier, uh, this one also had another giant puppet in the Midnight Snack uh, too. Yes, I do remember that. That was right before you leave that room. I yeah. remember there was a giant like furry because the Midnight Snack one was based around like tiny little furry creatures, almost like gremlins yeah. in a way. And I remember right before you leave, there's a big puppet head of uh, one of these little furry creatures that comes out at you. Yeah, it was gigantic. And I think those scares are always great to see. You see yeah. them a lot in Horror Nights now, but I think this is one of the one of my favorite ones that we have mm-hmm. seen. And they used them a lot this year. They do. They did. Um, as we as we mentioned before, with the uh, puppet and trick or treat, mm-hmm. and this is another instance of that. Um, but yeah, this this one, I I probably th- this one's a hard year to say which is my favorite house. So I'm gonna say this is probably my favorite original of okay. this year. Um, I, this is a, this is of course an S for me. I thought this house phenomenal. Uh, it it definitely shows Universal cared for this house a lot, showing how they still reference it to this day. Mm-hmm. Literally a week ago, they still reference some of these uh, creations that they made in this house. Yeah, and I I just think it was a like I think it was a home run in my opinion. And uh, they love ref- referencing uh, Cary, Ohio, which is kind of like where this takes place. Um, but uh, for me. Uh, this, I won't say this was my favorite original house, but I do have it as an A. I really did enjoy it. Yeah, that, that's fair. That's not that's not too far off. At least you didn't say you hate it. Cause yeah, yeah. It, it's such a good house. <laughs> that, that's kind of like the part where we kind of split ways with our uh, tier list. <laughs> it's usually just what's our favorite and what's not. Yeah. <laughs> All right. And with, uh, with Slaughter Cinema out of the way, and we both see it as just a great house, uh, let's, let's lead into our next house, what we got. Okay, so our next house on the list is Carnival Graveyard Rust in Pieces, which was located in the Soundstage 24. Right, and I remember when Universal came out with this one, the whole kind of um the whole kind of selling point of this house was that when you go into this house there's going to be references to a lot of past HHN houses. There was a lot of Easter eggs in this house. Yeah, there was a there was a lot of Easter eggs in this house, and I feel like it didn't really take away from the kind of story it was trying to tell. Now that being said, the whole story of the house wasn't based around like you being in like a graveyard of HHN like stuff. Mm-hmm. It was more of like these like I want to say like uh, garbage dwellers almost. Yeah, it was, through this... it was just basically a rundown carnival. Yeah, yeah, it's like a bunch of these like um carny characters came into like this junkyard yeah and turned it into their own little personal carnival um with a lot of stuff that you'd see in like post-apocalyptic post-apocalyptic type of scenarios yeah but what i loved about this house was some of the scares you got in it 
Uh, so this one featured a lot of the above scares. When you're walking through, there'd be uh, some scare actors on top of you. Well, uh, mainly the, uh, remember the, the clown scare? Who was that like, one was cool because it made it look like it was an animatronic clown. Yeah. And like the music would go off and everything and it would drop. Right. With so, like a bungee. Yeah, he was on a bungee and he dropped. And I feel like whenever I was going through, like put my hands up to try to catch him and then just uh, bungee straight back up. Yeah, that was a that was a really cool scene. I remember that one well. I also remember they had a um, they had a whole like tunnel of love kind of room was another one yeah. I remember a lot. Um, and I remember, <laughs> I remember there was like um, just different parts you'd see in like a carnival. You're you're kind of right with that. Yeah, they kind of like took this carnival and made it more like rustic, and very like. I want to say post-apocalyptic kind of style. Sure, yeah. Um, and I remember there was a lot of, like, barkers and stuff like that in this house. Mm-hmm. Like, a lot of people would be, like, yelling at you and calling you out and just saying random stuff. Yeah. <laughs> which which was kind of, like, the beauty of this house of how random it was. Like, mm-hmm. you never knew, like, what you were going to see next. And I just remember there was a lot of noise in this house, too. Like, there oh, was, yeah. like, people swinging, like, barrels across and, like, making a bunch of noise with that. There was, like, a room with, like, electricity and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, I believe there was a bunch of, there was, like, bumper car noises and stuff like that. Just <laughs> yeah. a lot going on, like, dogs barking, a lot going on in this house. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, I, I, I really enjoyed this house. They had a lot of cool character designs in there that I really enjoyed. Um, in particular, there was this one scare actor who was... Uh, basically a hockey player but he was like ensnared with saw blades in his masks i thought it was pretty i do cool. remember that i do remember that one yeah and i just really enjoyed all the all the easter eggs that were in this house and literally if you're want to look up the easter eggs in this house there is a list so long that I, it would probably take us about 30 minutes to read through right and there's a good mix of stuff that's like from the originals and the ips which is insane yeah and there's stuff that goes back to like the beginning of HHN in here. It's insane. It's yeah. crazy. Um, and not even just HHN too. They had some uh some of the old rides, some uh Easter eggs to old rides like um the Dueling Dragons. There was an yeah. Easter egg for Dueling Dragons in there as well. I just, do I do remember seeing that. Yeah. But yeah, there there's just so much to go through in this, and there's a lot that you probably would not have been able to see because you're getting scared but uh this is definitely a house that you needed to go into multiple times <laughs> yeah this is one that would benefit if you had um frequent fear yeah um if you had frequent fear frequent fear plus this would be a good one if you were like a pass holder and you could just this was a house i'd recommend like you could go through multiple times and you would always see something different here mm-hmm. i know that's why a lot of people love this house yeah and um and I'm one of those people who absolutely love this house, and it was one of my favorites from the year, and that is why I have it as an S on my list. So for me, I I really appreciated it. I really liked a lot of the um, I liked a lot of the references. Uh, there's like we said, there's just so many that uh, like I missed. There's some stuff I do remember, but there's a lot mm-hmm. that, like I missed in this house. Yeah. But I remember. I just don't think I had a good run through when we went through the house. I didn't get a lot of the scares. Um. But I did, I did appreciate kind of the design and just kind of the rustic design and the mm-hmm. all the references put into it. And for me, it's it's a little bit higher than Trick or Treat and Dead Exposure, but it's at a B for me. Okay, I can see. I just didn't get from. a good. I just didn't get a good run through. I didn't get a lot of the scares when we went through it. Yeah, I this just I loved the way it the house looked and the aesthetic and everything. Um, the whole set designs for all the all the rooms are nice. Um, but yeah, I just I enjoyed this house a lot. 
Yeah, yeah, and I can understand that because, like I mentioned, I love, like, houses that build in the aesthetic, and mm -hmm. I love that. Maybe my thing is I was trying to look too hard for those Easter eggs, and I just wasn't <laughs> focusing on, like, the horror. Right. <laughs> but um, I, I did enjoy, like, seeing that kind of stuff. I, I think that's really cool, and I think this is another one that could have benefited if you had the um, Behind the Scream store where you see it with the lights on, and I know this is a fan favorite for people who did that, uh, mm -hmm. did that tour. Um, I wish we could have done it, but... Unfortunately, that time has passed. <laughs> um, but with that being said, I, I, of course, we both appreciate this house. Uh, you a little bit more than me. What, what's the, what's that next house on the list, Jake? We still got a couple to go through. Oh, yeah. Uh, so our next house is the, uh, Seas of Extinction. And this one was in the second parade warehouse. And I believe this was the first year they used that location for a house. The second parade warehouse? I believe I believe you're right. Mm -hmm. Because th that was the 10th location. You're, yeah. you're correct on that. Um, this house, I, this is probably the house I, re I have the foggiest memory of compared to the rest this year. Okay. This one, I know we, we've mentioned in, uh, previous videos just because of, um, how, uh, how it's kind of portrayed as like killer plants and everything like mm -hmm. that. And how it's just kind of like an overgrown shopping mall. Yeah. Um, and I, I did, I did appreciate it in some sense. I thought it was very creative. A lot of like ghillie suit scare actors and a lot of scare actors that blend in with like the mm -hmm. plants and stuff like that. Yeah. And this is one where I had to go back and watch some videos to kind of get a good feel of what it was like. Mm -hmm. Um, and I just feel like watching the video, I still didn't get like how it would feel to walk through this house again. Yeah. Um, but I did appreciate a lot of the scenery and kind of the overgrowth of the mall and everything like that. Yeah. I appreciate some of the, some of the references they had. There was like. The reference to, of course, Lightning Gulch, which they had Lightning Gulp yeah. in there. To the minor reference that we mentioned is one of our favorite references in Horror Nights history. Yeah. From, um, of course, uh, Go uh, Ghost Town. Yeah. And there was also a reference to uh, Jack and Eddie in there as well, mm -hmm. which is really cool. Um, but yeah, like a lot of cool set design, a lot of great costumes and blending in the environment, much like Scarecrow the year before. It just, it, it wasn't my favorite house this year. I'll just put it like that. And I just don't have the greatest memory of it. Okay. So where did you um, have it ranked on your list? Um, mine, it's still a B because I, I did recognize like how much effort Universal put into this house. Mm -hmm. And from the videos I watched, I feel like if I did go through it like in today's day and age, I would still like, I think I would like it a lot more. Yeah. Um, but I just, I just don't remember too, too much besides some of the, like the, like the references to other houses. Right. Um, um I think, but I'm, it's not bad. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, I think I lean more to the opposite side of you. Um, I actually do remember a lot of this house, and I actually enjoyed it uh, pretty well. Uh, so this one took place in the Desert Valley Mall, um, basically after a, uh, a meteor has struck Earth, and pretty much all a human race is extinct, and now you just have these uh, evil plants taking over. Um, so with it being Desert Valley Mall, you obviously get some of those more, more of the Easter eggs of uh, Ghost Town in there, like we had just mentioned. But one thing that stood out to me uh, was the outdoor scene, which you go through and it's a giant tree and a crashed plane in it. And I just remember the wind effects in it were super cool. I kind of remember that. I just remember just a lot of vegetation. That's like the main thing yeah. I remember. Um, but I don't know. I like that. I like the uh, the uh, the nature aspect of it. And I thought that some of the scare actors being able to blend in with everything made it terrifying. <laughs> Right, I think I think that worked really well. Um, and I, I will say this: I say that's a pretty creative idea because we don't get a lot of these like overgrown houses mm -hmm. that much. Yeah, um, 
but anyways, uh, like I said, uh, I did enjoy this one. I do remember it a little bit, I guess, a little bit better than you do. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You definitely remember it more than me. Um, but I had this as an A on my list. Oh, yeah. I, I can see why people uh, do enjoy this house. I know that a lot of people do enjoy this house. I just, like I said, I don't remember it enough to really, like, put it higher. Sure, yeah. <laughs> especially, especially, it's still probably under, like, dead exposure and trick-or-treat for me. Just because okay. I don't remember as much compared to those. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, with that being said, that's kind of... We both didn't see it as a uh, bad house. We actually both enjoyed it. I wish I would remember it so I can enjoy <laughs> it a little bit more. Yeah. But, um... Yeah, what's what's the next house on the list, Jacob? Uh, our next uh, our next house on our list is Poltergeist, and this was in Sound Stage Twenty Five. Okay, so this this house <laughs> this house is one of my favorite IPs of all time. We were talking about how Trick or Treat is kind of like a middle of the range like IP house. Mm-hmm. This one's one of my favorite uh, IP houses of all time. Right? Yeah, I, I feel the same way. This is up uh, there as probably one of my favorite horror movies of all time. Yeah, I, I don't want to say movies of all time. I do I do appreciate kind of the campiness. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I do I do love I do love the movie. But I I think this the way they portrayed this movie, in which one were like um in a way that this movie is like more of the supernatural aspect of things. Yeah, and it's it would be hard on paper to put this in a house. Universal did it in a way that I just think knocked it out of the park and just like exceeded everybody's expectations. Yeah. Because I know a lot of people, um, Poltergeist in a way, like, I, I, I'm not, like, dissing it in any way because I know you enjoy it, but it, it, it has a lot of that 80s cheese in it. Like, it's it's, it's got a lot of campiness to it. Yeah, I mean, it came and, out in, in 82. <laughs> yeah, and, and I'm not saying it's bad. It's just got a lot of that 80s cheese in it, which yeah. people enjoy. And um, I think a lot of people were just, like, they, had, they didn't have the highest expectations for it when it was announced, mm-hmm. but... Um, Oh my gosh, Universal did a great job just blowing it out of the water and just exceeding like everybody's expectations. Right, like straight off the bat when the facade of entering into the pool over the house. Right, and this this being in a soundstage, everyone was wondering like, oh, we're just going to enter the house, aren't we? No, mm. they, they put you, you entered the house, but you entered it through at the beginning of the movie where there's like cr- cracks in the ground, like faults and everything. Yeah. You're going underneath the house through like the underground where all the um, caskets and dead bodies are. Yeah. And that's a heck of a way to start a house, right? And like you're you're literally looking up at the house, like as you're under it. <laughs> it's, it's just awesome. looming over over you, right? And you have like the lights coming out of the house, and as you walk in, you see like all the skeletons and like dead bodies from yeah. um, hidden under the house. It's so cool. Like it, it might be one of the best facades I think Universal's ever done in like a creative stance. Yeah, I think it's probably one of my favorite all time. I I agree. Me me as well. <laughs> um. But I think I think the I just remember uh, like like compared to Seas of Extinction I know we were just talking about this house I just remember so much from like I remember a lot of the scenes in this house <laughs> yeah um, and and in a way I this I wouldn't say this follows like the order of the movie because you literally start near the end where the house is already starting to like fall apart and the ground starting to shake underneath the house yeah. and um, and all the supernatural things are already attacking. Yeah, right, because if you've never watched Poltergeist before, it's more of one of those movies where things kind of, like, topple one upon another. Like, one thing happens, and another thing happens, and it just gets more and more, like, supernatural yeah. as the movie goes on. Um, And I really appreciate how it just throws you straight into the action as, you know, you go through underneath uh, where all the dead bodies are, and then you enter the house, and you get to see kind of the... um 
as you walk in, you get to see the they're here scene. Yeah. With the girl with the girl <laughs> the television above you is kind of your introduction to the entrance of the house. Mm-hmm. And then of course you get to see like the stake moving across the table <laughs> was a really cool effect. Yeah, with the trees um, busting through the windows. Yeah, that was really cool. Um, seeing of course the clown, uh the clown puppet like wrapping itself around a scare actor was yeah. really cool. Um I remember the scene with uh walking through the little tunnel with like the pink sheets and everything was a yeah. was a scene I remember very, very well. And there would be like hands and stuff coming out from like the sides and everything. Right. And then go it, through the tunnels with the skeletons. Yeah, I remember that very well. <laughs> and I remember the last scene, uh speaking of puppets, that we got another giant puppet at the end of kind of the uh the entity of the poltergeist kind of attacking you at the end of the house. Yeah. And I the... just remember I just remember walking into this house to the end of this house. Like it, it's just such a memorable house. Oh yeah, and it was jam- it was like jam packed with a lot of good a lot of good scares. Yeah, it had a lot of good scares and it kept that kind of like campiness and cult classic like aspects of the movie intact with like a lot of the sound bites from the movie. Mm-hmm. Um which was really cool and the soundtrack was the same as like the movie. <laughs> yeah. It it just it was just I feel like if you really enjoy this movie like you said you do, mm-hmm. this this one is just great for fans of this movie but even for people who don't like this movie i feel like they'd really enjoy it like there's enough scares in here to make up for it yeah and um yeah for that reason i I have this one as an s like i don't say when i say it's one of my favorite ip houses of all time i do not take that lightly like this this house is incredible to me okay um so like i said this is one of my favorite uh horror movies of all time Uh, but i actually don't have this as an s uh, because there's another ip that i enjoyed better but uh, I have this as a high A. I feel like I feel like me and you on those IPs. I feel like we haven't flipped. I feel like we're, <laughs> you think so. I feel like I think I think we I think we haven't flipped. I think I see where <laughs> it's going. <laughs> yeah, I, I think I can see where this is going. But yeah, I, I I can I can see your point. Um, I think I think it's a great house. I feel like some people may enjoy it more than others. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't think anybody could say it's a bad house. Like I, I'd be shocked. I've I don't, never I don't heard anybody so. say this is a bad house. Yeah. But with that being said, like I said, like we said, with most of the other houses so far, we've all we've enjoyed all of these houses so far. Mm-hmm. Um, what, what what we got moving up next on the list? So our next house is going to be Halloween Four: The Return of Michael Myers, which was in the Shrek Theater. And this is this for me is kind of where <laughs> we're starting to get into the houses that I don't appreciate as much as the ones we mentioned. Yeah, prior. I think I think so. And my thing is, is I love Michael Myers. I think I think he he's a great person to bring into the event. Mm-hmm. I think he's he's one of the, probably the biggest horror icons of all time. Yeah. Um. And I think anytime they bring him back to the event, they know he's going to be a popular like attraction to see for people. Yeah. But that being said, the only uh, Halloween house I'd been to before this house was Halloween Two, and I mentioned how much I love that house. Mm-hmm. Um, as as along with Poltergeist, it's one of my favorite IPs I've ever been in. Yeah, for me, personally. um, I just I just don't think this house did it justice. And I think after seeing something like Krampus in the Shrek Theater, I think this just didn't use that space too well, in my opinion. Yeah, I think I mean I still think the sets look pretty good, but Halloween Four in general is just is not one of my favorite Halloween movies. So having this translated to a house wasn't really it didn't really hit the hit the nail for me. Right, I agree. I I like and that's my thing is in the classic like lineup of Halloween movies, I love one and two. Mm-hmm. I yeah. I know some people don't like two. I actually enjoy two a, a good bit. Mm-hmm. Um. 
But with four, four is kind of. I remember where a lot of people thought it started to get a little campy and a little like strange sure. and how it approaches like Michael Myers as a character. Yeah. And like I like you said, there are some really cool set like scenes. Like I remember um seeing uh seeing Judith at the top of the stairs or not Judith um seeing Jamie at the top of the stairs mm-hmm. and everything with her clown mask on was a really cool scene. And seeing stuff like at the uh, the service station and stuff like that was another really cool scene. Yeah. And I mean, like like you said, anytime you get Michael Myers in a house, you're gonna have some really cool and brutal scares because yeah. that's what the movies are known for. Mm-hmm. Um, but like I said, like I'm not the biggest fan of Halloween Four, but it's it's not. I don't want to say it's a bad house, but it's definitely lower this year for me. Right. I feel like if you're more of a fan of Halloween Four, the movie, um, you'd probably enjoy this house a little bit better. And like like I said, anytime you get Michael Myers the event, it's it's not a bad thing. Oh yeah, I it's love Michael Myers. Bad thing. But for me personally, I put this at, at a C because it hadn't topped anything we've talked about mm-hmm. like prior. Yeah. And because just because of how stacked of a like a lineup this year was. Yeah. But I I just it, just because like you mentioned, same for me. I just I don't really like Halloween four as much as some of the other Halloween movies. Mm-hmm. And for that reason, I just kind of have it at a C, kind of lower on my list. Right. Um. There's just so many houses this year, and there's so many great houses. Uh. But yeah, this is also down the bottom of my list at a C as well. All right. Well, I thought we didn't we didn't really need to talk too much about that <laughs> one. There's not really much there. Um. So uh, what we got? What's next on the list? Our next house on the list is Scary Tales: Deadly Ever After, which is also in Soundstage 24. We had two houses in 24 this year. Right. So they kind of split that soundstage mm-hmm. up into two different sections. Yeah. Um. And this house, from the facade to the end, I, I thought was a fantastic house. Absolutely. I I love this house tremendously. I really, really like this house. Uh, Like, literally, they start off the house for you. Like, you knew it was going to be a good house when you walk in and you see, like, a demented, <laughs> like, ruins of a castle. Right. With the, with the Wicked Witch of the West, like, flying over you. Yeah. I, I thought like, that that's was, insane. it was just so cool. <laughs> yeah she she's literally like on a bungee jumping over you like jumping over the conga line of guests as yep. you walk into the house just flying over him and it, it's so cool like um and i mean uh, along with that like just the house itself seeing all these like demented takes on different like fairy tale classics yeah it's like great like i think i think it's such a cool idea it kind of plays into that aspect of like the original like brothers grim stories mm-hmm. yeah um, the original how, like, fairy tales and how how those stories are like actually really dark, mm-hmm. and so like the way Disney kind of made them a little bit more lighthearted. Yeah, and I feel like they take those those brothers Grimm stories and like <laughs> take them a notch down from how they already are. Yeah, and you get some really cool like dark um dark takes on these stories. Right, and the whole reason that they try to the story is like the Wicked Witch is like corrupted, turning all these fairy tale stories into like these dark. <laughs> dark tales of just like destruction <laughs> yeah um i think some of some of those stories that stood out to me were uh hansel and gretel <laughs> like that i was said one of, i remember really well yeah so like them instead of eating gingerbread and candy and stuff like that they're sitting there eating bodies in hands <laughs> right um that that one was really cool because they literally are talking about like yeah eating people <laughs> and i remember that scene i wasn't that the scene where you walked around like kind of like a circular room and I can't remember if that's the one where you walk around the circular Maybe. Room. I'm not too sure. I just, 
I just remember it smelled like gingerbread. Oh yeah, it smelled like gingerbread. Room, it, it was very similar to that Krampus room. Mm-hmm. And I just remember there was like ovens and stuff going with like bodies in it. Yeah. And they would pop out at you talking about how good like cannibalistic food tastes. Yeah. There was a lot of there was a lot of smells in this house. And I also remember um speaking of puppets in all the other houses, there was also a puppet of the cowardly lion in this house. Yeah. Very much like the other puppets that we mentioned before. Yeah. Um and I feel like in every section of this house, they had a unique smell to it. Like in the Hansel and Gretel, you had the gingerbread smell, and then in the Three Little Pigs, you would you would uh, smell the burnt wood. Yeah, I do remember that. Yep. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like I I, I love the I love the uh, story that this house tells. Yeah, that one was really cool, and this is also I remember a big part of this house that fans really loved is we get the return of HHN Bear. <laughs> which is like, which in years prior, which I believe the first year that he showed up was at HHN 25 in uh, Jack Presents uh, Monsters of Mayhem. Mm-hmm. When he appeared in, I, I believe it was a Scary Tales section of the house. Because that house was another like compilation of like Universal uh, original properties. Mm-hmm. And I believe he showed up in like a Goldilocks scene just like this. Yeah. Um, And they brought him back this year, which I remember fans would always be chanting bear and even <laughs> dance for him. Um. And yeah, I, I remember that was a big scene for it. And I also remember uh, near the end of the house, the, the speaking of spells, I remember seeing like Humpty Dumpty like cracked open, <laughs> yeah, and it smelled like rotten eggs it in did. that room. Yeah. But yeah, I, I just remember this house was like really, really cool, and I love seeing the dark takes on all these fairy tale characters. Yeah. I thought it was really cool. Like the set design was cool. We mentioned the use of smells was good in some places, bad in others, but it <laughs> benefited the house. Yeah. And a lot of the sets were just really well done. Like, just really, really well done. Yeah, and also, uh, speaking about another puppet, uh, do you remember the giant spider in the Little Miss Muffet area? I, I vaguely do remember that. Yeah, so there was this giant spider, and it was just terrifying. Yeah, because we hate spiders. I mean, we already talked about Forbidden Journey and seeing Aragog in, yeah. uh, <laughs> in that scene. I hate that scene. Yeah, but uh, there's also, like, Goldilocks murdering Mama Bear and things yeah, like that. that- that was pretty dark. Yeah. I also do remember um, the witch, ha- like, like we mentioned, the witch has a really big presence on this house. Mm-hmm. And I remember she was eating Little Red Riding Hood. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. In one section of the house. Um, but yeah, that's just like, like as you can tell, we, we do remember like a lot about this house and a lot of what happened in this house because there's so much that does happen in this house. Yeah. Um, and to that credit, I, I put this one at a high A. Okay. It's not it's it's not one of my favorite originals as much as we can sit here and gush about it. <laughs> but I do really, really love this house. Yeah, so I have this kind of on the same level as Carnival Graveyard for me. I have it as an S on my list. And I, yeah, I can understand that. I, I really can. Um, it's a right on teeter on the edge and being like an S. Yeah. Um, but I'm trying to keep a balance here. Right. <laughs> I feel like for me, I could honestly switch out any of the S's and A's and I'd still be fine with my list. Right. That, that That's where it kind of gets hard for me is which ones did I like more than the others. Yeah. Just because some, some had like bigger impressions on me. Yeah. Um, like with this, it just, I like, I like some of the scenes in, us. uh, I like some of the scenes in Slaughter Cinema a little bit more than in here, mm-hmm. but that being said, I could switch it out and like I said, be fine. Like, yeah, yeah. I mean, I think, I think it's pretty obvious that we both really love this house <laughs> and, uh, if they ever want to do a return to scary tales, I would be very open to it. I think oh, yeah. that property of that I original believe... property is awesome. I believe this was the sixth installment of it as well. So they've done it plenty of times in the past. Yeah, they they've done it they've done it in some scare zones and they've done it as houses. Yeah. They've done it as a mix. And this you can tell this is a property they really love and 
for good reason. It's a really cool like way to do like these scary tale characters mm-hmm. or these fairy tale characters. Yeah. <laughs> and I feel like um if we see them again very soon, I would be very excited. I wouldn't be mad. All right. Well, uh, what's the next house on the list? So our next house is gonna be uh Blumhouse. <laughs> D. It's a D. Yeah. Uh, do do we want to cover because we've we've talked about this on our past other two tier lists. I don't all, even think we want to. All you need to know is it has Happy Death Day, which is one of the bigger Blumhouse movies to come out around the time that this house came out. Yeah, and it had I don't remember which Purge film. It, it was the been first like, Purge. The first Purge, yeah. Mm. And it had those two houses, and we've I feel like we've talked about this house so much of like how much we hate it, mm-hmm. and it's just a mess. It's one of those houses that I feel because like Universal, uh, I believe they own Blumhouse, like they're they're the studio for Blumhouse. Okay. They're, they're like the production company of Blumhouse. Okay. And so I feel like it's just an easy deal to get like a quick IP in there. Yeah. And uh, once again, it's in the MIB tent or the MIB per, uh, tent location over there mm-hmm. next to the uh, Fear Factor stage. Where it's been the past two years, yeah. Yeah, where Blumhouse was the year before, mm-hmm. and while. While the Happy Death Day thing was interesting, it was a interesting way to take on the property. Mm-hmm. It, it just was kind of boring. Yeah. And then just the mix mash of like the two houses, like I mentioned, is very like very jump. Like it jumps like a lot yeah. between the two properties. Like you like you walk straight into the purge and you don't even realize you're at a Happy Death Day. Right. It just does not mix well. And yeah, it's a D. It, it's just it's not done that well. Mm-hmm. And. I, I know a lot of people, like, some people give it more credit than others. I just have never been a fan of any of these Blumhouse houses. Right. Like, if you're a fan of the Blumhouse houses, then uh, I'm sorry. But uh, we just, I don't know. There's some, we just don't enjoy them. Right. I, I just, I think we've we've seen, like we mentioned, we're, we're going to come up, I believe, on the next year with our favorite iterations, Men in Black Tent. Mm-hmm. And it proves you can do a good, like, it proves you can do a good house in this tent. But just these compilation houses, just throwing them back there, they just don't work for me. Yeah. They like, never have, and I don't think they ever will. Like we mentioned, Slaughter Cinema did a really good job of merging everything together. Right. And, I mean, to the credit, like, I'm sure all the scare actors I, probably did a great job in this house. Mm-hmm. Um, like, and that's no, like, discredit to them. But yeah. just, I just, I just do not like these compilation Blumhouse houses. Right. That's just my personal preference. I mean, you're still gonna get scares in it. I'm, I know we got yeah. scared a yeah. lot. Yeah, yeah, you're you're guaranteed to get some scares in this house, and there's some creative things in this house. But it's just, I'm just like like neither of us are really big fans of yeah. the Blumhouse compilation house. Definitely the weakest in this ten house lineup. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, let's go ahead and move on to probably our, this is our last house, right? Yeah. I believe. So, Tenth and final, and we got to go out with a great house. <laughs> yeah. So uh, our last house of the uh, of our tier list is going to be Stranger Things. And this, like we mentioned before, was the big marquee like sales pitch. Yeah. Of this year, mm-hmm. this this is just a, I feel like this is another one that just does the IP great. Yeah. And this is one where they literally go from the beginning of the season of Stranger Things mm-hmm. to the end, and it follows in like order properly. Yeah. Starting off with the National Laboratory of if Hawkins and, and things like that. Yeah, and kind of seeing the uh, the Demogorgon appear for the first time, and then yeah. you get to see Eleven. The the scare actors look just like they do in the TV show. Right. This is another one. I think this is probably the best iteration of Universal finding casting that looks just like the original cast from the uh, right. from the show. Mm-hmm. They like, like... All, all, a lot of these kids, like a lot of the kids there in the show, look just like the scare actors. Yeah, like, it's insane. They do. 
Um, um, and also, the way they make the Demogorgons look with the practical effects is insane. And I enjoyed it a lot. Yeah, the costumes for the Demogorgons were really cool. But like, like they um they used pretty much all practical effects for them. Oh, yeah. And they did it, like, very, very well. But, yeah, like you mentioned, um, you start off in the Hawkins Laboratory, which is a really cool scene to kind of introduce you to the, uh, to the show or to the house. Mm-hmm. And um, you get to hear, like, of course, those, like, if you heard the sirens, I can I can actually hear the sirens in my head right now yeah. of that Hawkins Laboratory going <laughs> off as soon as you enter the house. Um, you get to hear that going off. You get to see, of course, your first encounter with the Demogorgon actually a couple times as you enter. Yeah. And you see Eleven. Um, from there, of course, you go and you uh, see like the buyer's uh, the buyer's shed as Will gets taken to the upside down by the Demogorgon. Yeah, uh, which is another really cool scene because uh, I just remember Will like cowering in the in the corner <laughs> with the, with his shotgun. Yeah, hiding from the uh, the Demogorgon. Mm-hmm. Um, and from there, you get to kind of see uh, the character searching for Will in the woods, and this is where you really get to see how like how close the characters look to Will. Yeah. Or not a will. How close the characters look to their like counterparts yeah. in the actual show, mm-hmm. and it's just incredible. I think that's why a lot of people do enjoy this house. Yeah. Um, and the attention to detail that Universal did when selecting these uh these scare actors, and um, from there you get to move into kind of um, do you move into the upside down from there? I think. Uh, you move into the house and they have the Christmas lights hung up on the. That's wall. right. You move. You move into the buyer's house. Yeah. Um. You move into the buyer's house and you get to see kind of the around this time the big iconic thing with Stranger Things of seeing the lights and the yeah. uh, the letters on the wall, which and, of course um, which of course Joyce uh buyers, which is Will's mom, mm-hmm. uh, was trying to like bring Will back, and you get to see kind of the Demogorgon coming through the wall. Yeah. Which is really really cool. The part where she's like destroying the walls, and they use that cool effect of uh. The, it the seems Pepper's like a saw ghost wall. Kind of yeah, thing. and then it, yeah. it shows the Demogorgon behind it. Yeah, that's always a really cool effect that they do. They did it with like Exorcist. I remember was the other yeah. one or them doing that on. And then I remember um, getting to see, uh, of course, the Upside Down was really cool to see. Oh, yeah. Um, I remember you go back to the lab with uh, where you see like Ho- uh, Hopper kind of <laughs> um, kind of protecting. I don't want to say protecting you, but he kind of it feels like he is. Yeah. As he's like trying to fend off uh some of the National Laboratory people. Yeah. As well as what's lurking in the upside down. <laughs> um and then you go to the upside down and you get to see um Joyce and Hopper in their hazmat suits as yeah. they kind of pop out pop out at you as mm-hmm. kind of some of the scares. And then of course um like the end of the season you get to see uh the Demogorgon coming through the wall and Eleven uh re- kind of repelling him back. And you, I believe you're looking at this through like a window to like the classroom, where she's forcing the Demogorgon back through the wall. Yeah, and uh, I believe if I remember, didn't they have the Demogorgon like kind of like pressed against the wall and it moved upwards like it does in the yeah? Show? It was it, yeah, it did. Yeah, uh, it, it just kind of shows that like Eleven was like forcing it back. Yeah. And then as you leave the house, you get to see Eleven and the Demogorgon like one last time. Yeah. And There's... it 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 leaves it kind of like as a. Uh, kind of like an open-ended ending which mm-hmm. we knew i feel like we knew at the end of this house like okay they're definitely bringing season two next year yeah and they did but uh because <laughs> and i think this is just a great way to kind of cap encapsulate like the whole show mm-hmm. and i feel like for people who didn't see the show before they went through this house i feel like it, it would definitely generate some interest to go right. watch the show yeah i just overall like all around this house was great yeah i i did love like the set design was cool 
we mentioned the scare actors, like the way they um select the scare actors and how like they looked like the counterpart uh, counterparts from the show was yeah. amazing. The upside down, seeing the upside down was awesome. Yeah, like I feel like the set design for the upside down was really cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, seeing the different versions of the Demogorgon was really cool. Like you get to see the one with the open um like tendrils on the on the side yeah, of the face, mouth. Mm-hmm. and then there's even somewhere it's like closed up, like when it's not in attack mode. Yeah, and it was just really cool because at the time Stranger Things was so big that it was really cool to get to see some of these um some of these big scenes from the first season in yeah. person. I, I I just love the TV show so much, and then them being able to bring it to a house for Halloween Horror Nights was so fun. Was just so much fun, and uh, I think this is the part where we're talking about earlier, where I think we kind of switched our IP houses. Right, and <laughs> and as we talk about it, and as I re- reiterate, I probably could have put this in an S. Yeah, I probably should have put this in an S. Yeah, so I have this, this house ha- was so well done. Right. Like, yeah, so I have this as an S on my list. Right, I have this as a high A, but I, I really am like debating with myself of putting it in an S because right. it's it's so well done. Again, like I could switch out any of my S or A's and I'd still be perfectly fine. Right, and and this house was just I feel like Universal uh, knew what they had to do because this is their big like uh, home run hitter right. for uh for this this year and like like I mentioned, they knocked it out of the park. They did a great job. They knew what the fans were coming to see, and they just did a great job at executing it. Yep. And uh, um, hopefully, maybe, maybe not, we could see Stranger Things four at the event this year. Right. We don't. We don't know how the standing between Netflix and uh, Universal is right now. Yeah. I'm hoping it's good because I remember this house was so popular. I think it was this house. Mm-hmm. I believe it was the first year um, that they ended up actually having Stranger Things Day near the end of the year, like right after Horror Nights ended. And they reopened this house at like a daytime. I believe huh. this was the year. I don't think it was. I don't think it was the second iteration of the house. I believe it was this year. Um, and they actually ended up just reopening it for Stranger Things Day. Huh. Oh yeah, that's right. Okay, so I see it now. So that it was actually reopened on November 6, twenty eighteen, which they called Stranger Things Day, and it was uh the date that Will Byers disappeared in the show, and so they decided to open up in the daytime for guests to go through. And I feel like that was that was a pretty cool way to seeing things for people who don't generally go to horror nights just because they don't like going to like the um the dark kind of scary atmosphere. Yeah. But for people who just love the show and want to go like witness some of these scenes from the show, I feel like it was a great way to uh, experience it if you got to. Oh yeah, I I think that's actually really cool. Uh, I didn't even know about that. Yeah, yeah, it was it was I think it was a really cool way for them to kind of get uh kind of show fans of the show like how they recreated the show in their mm-hmm. own kind of image in a soundstage. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I really, I'm really hoping, I'm really looking forward to season four at the end of this week. Mm-hmm. I really, really am. Oh yeah. Um, and I'm hoping we get to see it back at Horror Nights maybe one last time, like, cause as it seems, this is the last season of the show. I, I hope so. With it being the last season and uh, just the way that they can do the house, we know they can do it incredibly. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, hopefully they bring it back, but we don't know we don't know hopefully we'll get an announcement if we are getting it soon yeah and we'll cover it <laughs> but yeah that's that's kind of our tier lists um i feel like as a whole we really enjoyed this year like we mentioned there was only like a couple of duds on this year out of yeah. a house out of a list of 10 houses i wouldn't necessarily call them duds i think just because i feel like this year weaker, was so stacked houses. yeah just like in comparison to everything they just kind of fell through yeah and uh, alongside that, there was this was also just a great year for scare zones. I mean, of course, mm-hmm. this is the year we got Vamp eighty five, which is one of mine, if not my favorite scare zones. Mm-hmm. 
Um, and we also got like Twisted Tradition, which is really cool, and Killer Clowns, Killer which Clowns. I know is one of your one of your favorites. Yeah, Chucky. And I, yeah, Chucky was one where you had the Barker Chucky. <laughs> yeah. Um, it, it was just it was just a really great year. A lot of great like clashing of uh, IPs and originals. Mm-hmm. And um, definitely is as I look at it, it might be one of my favorite years that we've probably gone to this event. Yeah. And who knows, um, maybe later down the road, we might do a, a little tier list of our own of, uh, of just scare years. zones. Yeah. Scare zones in the years, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we'll see. We got to get, we <laughs> still have a couple more uh, years to go on our tier list before we, uh, right. Wrap up our house series. And then hopefully we start getting some more announcements. Right. Yeah. Like we mentioned, well, like anytime we get an announcement, we're going to try to cover it as soon as possible. <laughs> Bearing we don't have any technical difficulties yep. like last time. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's the, I think that's going to wrap us up for this episode. We really hope you all enjoyed us going through uh, your tier lists. Um, we're actually going to put this tier list on our Twitter. If you all want to make your own tier list, we'd love to see uh, what y'all thought and what y'all's favorite houses were and what were kind of like your ranking of your houses. Yeah. And along with that, um, we're just going to keep going, keep chugging through on our next <laughs> tier list, which of course 29 is our next one if we're following in order. Yep. Bearing that we don't get another announcement before then. Yeah. Um, I'm really hoping we do because getting that Universal Monsters announcement was awesome. Mm-hmm. And I want to have another day like that where yeah. I, everyone's getting excited for the event. Right. Because um, as of right now, we've hit 100 days until Halloween Horror Nights 31. Right. That was just the other day. That's <laughs> right. So it's 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 exciting times. We're just only a couple months away. And it's just great to kind of be in that announcement season. Hopefully we get something really soon. So we're in that double digits. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> but yeah, like I, I'm, I hope you all enjoyed this episode. Um, I hope y'all will stick with us as we continue this series and, uh, I appreciate y'all listening. So, uh, with that being said, Jacob, you have anything else you want to say? No, I don't think so. Just thank y'all for listening. All right. Well, we'll catch y'all on the next episode, guys. See you, everyone.